Thank you to just everyone that made this possible. Uh, but most of all, I just want to thank Jesus Christ, Almighty Lord in heaven. Thank you, God, for everything that you've done, Lord. You deserve and give all the glory, God. I thank you. Come on, help me pray. Thank you, God. Let's be grateful. Thank you for everything that you do, Lord. The small things, the big things, God. You do everything, Lord, so perfect, so wonderful. Your works, Lord, are amazing, God. And I thank you, Lord Jesus. I pray right now, Father, that you speak to us as we go into the word, Father, and you have to put forth, Lord. It is all about you, God. All about you. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Praise God. Thank you, David. I'm let you go off early this time. Um, normally I have him because you know everything sounds cool when the piano's playing in the background let's be honest you know? and any any person can come up here trust me like you've never spoken in front of people before you've never read the bible in front of people before you've never preached or even prayed like you put the piano on and you say Jesus thank you wow, that was a good prayer brother wow well, you know, the piano helps. And he was on the guitar, and he was like, can I play the guitar? I'm like, no, oh, play the piano, because if not, it's just not going to work. It's not going to be the same. So, you know, the anointing comes in the piano, brothers and sisters. That's what it is. That's the message today. Good night. <laughs> Praise God. So, um, I have a, a message that God gave me, and uh, it's, it's intimidating when God gives you such, such words, you know, um, he wants me to talk about history. So, yes, God, Almighty, He, He dreams. He, He has desires. Cool thing about Him being that He's God, those always become a reality. Now, when we align our dreams, like everybody's been saying this weekend, our dreams become a reality. When we align them with God. So I want to take you to a book that I hope is easy to find for you. Book of Genesis, chapter 1. Hopefully you know where that's at. If not, it's okay. We'll pray for you after church. Amen? <laughs> Praise God. Genesis, chapter 1. We're going to read verse 1. Amen? Amen. When you have it, please give me a loud amen. Amen. You should all be there by now unless you're loading still. So Genesis chapter 1 verse 1 says like this. In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. Let me read that again just in case we didn't get it. In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. What a magnificent God we have. Isn't he magnificent? Amen. There's not much to, to go into when you read a verse just like that. It's five, seven words. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. But I want to sort of, I want to, I want to sort of take you into a little bit of a journey tonight. Where if we read this passage a little bit slower 
And we notice what the Holy Spirit is saying through the Word of God, because we love the Bible, amen? The Word of God is amazing. When you read it with the revelation of the Holy Spirit, when you know the truth, the Bible says, Paul says to Timothy, when you rightly divide the truth, when you know how to, how to go into the Word and, and ask the Holy Spirit to just, just make it real for you, to make it a reality for you, it's amazing. This verse says, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. But I want you to read it this way with me. In the beginning God. In the beginning God. This tells me that God was there at the beginning. At the foundations of all the galaxies, of all the heavens, of all the earth, God was there. This great God has no beginning and has no end. He is the almighty, eternal God. He is the creator of all creation. Every creature that has ever been created was created by this magnificent God. Amen. God, the master of masterpieces. Everything that he creates is beautiful. Nothing that he creates is ugly. And I know what you're thinking. Maybe you're thinking about the platypus and you're thinking, how? Oh, that's not very cute. <laughs> it is. It's beautiful. All of God's creations, including us, are beautiful because of God. You know what? This God is so awesome. It's so wonderful that in this time, I want you to think from a heavenly perspective tonight. I don't want you to think like you're on earth looking into heaven. I want you to, to sort of think with the mind of Christ tonight. And I want you to think as if you're in heaven because the Bible says that you are. The Bible says that we sit in heavenly places with Jesus Christ. So think of things above and says, so tonight I want to help you with the Holy Spirit's help. So let's think in a heavenly perspective. Let's think about that moment in time where God was at the beginning ready to create heaven and earth. There's nothing in existence. There's only God. There's only Holy Trinity. There's only Him. There's only Father, Son, and Jesus Christ. There's nothing else. Because in the beginning, God. Let's go home. Just kidding. In the beginning, God. I mean, my words are not enough. They're not enough to explain the magnificent, beautiful God. The majestic, the awesome, powerful God. The all-powerful God. The all-knowing God. The everywhere at all times God. There are no words. He gave us these little words that us as human acts can use to try to describe the grandeur that is God. Amen. My words end to try to explain to you the greatness of God. But just imagine this powerful being with me tonight that's in the beginning ready to create. He has a dream. He wants to start 
creating things, creating creatures that are beautiful, that worship Him. God, listen to this, God, the Almighty God, has a dream to have a family, to have children. God. I mean, we're talking about this great and amazing God that created everything. I love the way that David puts it. I wrote this down, Psalm 18. You don't got to go to it. Let me just read it to you. David says, the Lord is my rock. He's my fortress. He's my deliverer. My God. My strength in whom I will trust. My shield and the horn of my salvation. My stronghold. I love those words because he's making it personal. This big, amazing, wonderful, magnificent, greatness creator is mine. Amen. <laughs> Come on. That'll make you happy. I don't know what to do anymore. Amen. Amen. I don't know what to say anymore. Because that humongous, powerful God, you can say, He's mine. Amen. Amen. Because He says, You're mine. This is how powerful He is. He lives in eternity where there's no space, there's no time. It's just free, flowing. There's no limits of days, there's no sleep for God. There's no, you know, he rested on the seventh day, but do you really think he took a siesta? He admired his work on the seventh day, and he said, that is good. He would create day and night, and he would say, that is good. He created the sun, the moons, and the stars, and he would say, God is good. He was cheering himself on like, that is good that I just did. He created everything with his words and then he took his time with you. He created you. <sighs> Blew his breath in you. He said, that right there, that's really good. Come on. That is really good. And the Bible says that before he created creation, before there was earth, he created a, a, a species that was so beautiful and so amazing. He created the angels. And the Bible says that there was a, a, a angels that would minister to God and still do. That there was covering angels. One of them in particular, his name was Lucifer. He was made very beautiful with pipes in his body. He was made with tambourines. He was made to worship. He was, the Bible says that he was a covering angel. And God had his family. He had the angels there before we came. And he was enjoying himself with his family. But then all of a sudden, as you know, as many of uh, you have heard, then Lucifer said, you know what? Uh, I'm very beautiful, so I'm going to take my throne. Because he did have a throne. I'm going to take it and put it above God's throne. And God, and God said, no, you can't do that because I am.
Sometimes this conflict, sometimes this conflict could be the launching pad. The launching pad for these dreams to begin to flourish in your life. Because all of us have dreams, amen? amen? All of us have things that we desire. Those dreams come from God. They come from a heavenly perspective. When you think about it, when you sit there and you meditate, every dream comes from the heart of God. Amen. So, there was betrayal in heaven. But don't think that God was scared and worried. Like the enemy was like his equal. Or is. No. He's created. There's only one creator. Amen? Amen. You guys with me? Don't fall asleep. Every dream comes from the heart of God. And it's placed in the heart of men and women. Let me tell you something. Thank you. Let me tell you guys something. You are born, born with an eternal dream. All of you. There's something that God puts inside of you that you need to discover. For me, most of you know, I hate repeating myself, but I just, it's the best example I have is me. I wanted to be a rapper. <laughs> Why are you laughing? And I wanted to be a Christian rapper for Jesus. And I was good. I'll show you later. Come on. That's it. Some witnesses know And I thought, I'll get in front of people and tell them about Jesus. Their music and rap and all that good stuff. I had a dream to serve my God. In the middle of all my little lyrics and songs, which were good, you know, some of them. God showed me the heavenly perspective that he had for me. When he, when he told me, that's not what I want, it hurt. Because I had created my own reality, my own dream in my head. And God said, that's not what I have for you. And I'm like, but look at those guys, like they're doing stuff, traveling, that's what I want to do. And God's like, I want more for you. Amen. When we think and we begin to align our dreams from a heavenly perspective, our dreams become bigger and better. So we're born with that inside of us. Like David, King David had a dream. To build God a temple. I'll get into that in a, in a little bit. Don't go here, but in Ecclesiastes 3, it says, He has made everything beautiful in its time. Also, check this out, also, He has put eternity in their hearts. Also, He has put eternity in His heart. God's dream comes from a heavenly perspective because he's from heaven and we're from heaven. Abraham also had a dream. 
You heard it in Amadis' spoken word. Abraham had a dream of becoming a father. Yet, he had no child yet. But think of, think of who gave him that dream, guys. That's what I want you to think about. Think who spoke that dream into his life. Before, I didn't want to preach. I was so scared. I was 24, 25 years old. And I'm like 27 and a half now. <laughs> People that don't know me are like, I don't get it. You do look like you're 27. <laughs> I'm 35. <laughs> yeah, you can praise God for that. Praise God. No chubby, but you look good. <laughs> Amen. If you didn't hear that, he said chubby's good. Amen. 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 Especially in those cold, cold nights. Amen. <laughs> but God had a plan for my life. I, I thought, you know, when I'm 35, which I am now, which is funny, or 40, maybe 45, then I'll preach. Then I'll, I'll, I'll preach. I'll, I'll, I'll give my life all the way. But right now, let me just, let me just rap right now. <laughs> let me just. God's like, no, I'm going to make you a pastor and a preacher. And I was running away from it. And now I love it. Amen. But who put that dream in me? God did. Amen. I didn't go after anything. God put it inside of me from before I was born. God knew that I would be here today ministering his word and his people. Yeah. So don't expect for you to chase your dreams. Don't chase after dreams. Let God give you your dream. Yeah. Receive the dream and then go after the dream. Don't chase after dreams. We're not chasers. Yeah. We're believers and receivers from the yeah. blessings yeah. of God. Yeah. The only thing you need to be seeking is God. His kingdom and His righteousness and everything else will be added, the Bible says. Amen. Chase after Him. Let them chase you. Yes. Amen. Go after God and the blessings will chase you. Amen. And then you receive that dream. And then you go and you do what God has called you to do. Go to Genesis 22. You should be in Genesis, though. I hope. Genesis 22, verse 17. Loud amen, please, when you have it. Amen. It says, I will certainly bless you. I will multiply your descendants beyond number. Like the stars in the sky and the sand on the seashore, your descendants will conquer the cities of their enemies. And through your descendants, all the nations of the earth will be blessed. All because you have obeyed me. Let me read it again. I will certainly bless you. I will multiply your descendants beyond number. Like the stars in the sky 
and the sand on the seashore. Your descendants will conquer the cities of their enemies. And through your descendants, all the nations of the earth will be blessed. All because you have obeyed me. Although both Abraham and Sarah wanted a child, they just wanted a child. Do you understand that? They just, they, they weren't like, oh man, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be a father of nations. And one day all these nations are gonna come through me. No! They were thinking, I just want a child. Just one, Lord. Just one, please. In fact, they just wanted one so much that they had one outside of God's will when Hagar and Abraham had relations and they birthed Ishmael, who was not the promised child, because all they were worried about was that one child. That was their dream. And God's like, I'm trying to make you a father of nations. I'm trying to give you descendants like the stars in the sky. And you can't count them. I'm trying to give you descendants like the sand on the seashore. Have you tried counting the sand on the seashore? You're going to be there, you're, you're going to die there counting. There's a lot of sand. Just, just in one hand, you'd be like, I lost count. So they're worried about this, this child that they want. And God's like, yes, you're going to have a child, but you're going to have nations under you. You see how God's dream is bigger and more than what we can think of? Man. So he wants us to think from a heavenly perspective. Because we dream small. Let's face it. But he wants you to dream Sometimes when someone says, one day I'm going to preach in stadiums, you look at them funny. Mm. You're like, this guy is conceited. Why <laughs> is he boasting? You need to be more humble, brother. He's like, but I'm dreaming big. Or she, a sister in Christ, is like, one day I'm going to preach in stadiums. One day I'm going to worship with multitudes, I'm going to lead them in worship. Yes. And you look at them like, what? Because no one thinks like that. We think tiny little bit. I mean, I'll do little stuff. I guess I'll dream a little bit. Your voice even gets like that. And when you hear the person like, I'm going to travel the world preaching this gospel. Amen. I'm going to see people healed in the streets. Amen. Well, that's Amen. Confirmation. <laughs> we were at Target. Honey, I'm taking your thunder. Sorry. We were at Target and we came out of Target. We went to look for clothes. 
Well, we actually went to go get the order in. Side note. <laughs> but no, you can go to the store and all of a sudden you're there for something else and you're like, wait, why did I come in here? Now I got all these clothes in my hand. <laughs> we didn't find anything. You know, Target sometimes is a little, you know what I mean? <laughs> Slim. <laughs> so I didn't find anything. So we went to get our, our PO right? And we're coming out of Target. Check this out. This is how God does things. We're coming out of Target. There's a man by a bench. He's on the floor with his knees up and his head in his knees. Like, he looks like he's crying, depressed. There's a sign right there that he's sitting behind. And it says, I need help. Anything would help. I mean, it's a pretty long sign. I'm not exaggerating. Food, money, whatever you can help me with, please thank you. WW. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but it was a long list of things. And we walked away. And Cynthia's like, we should go over it. Here, here comes little dreamer, Mario. <laughs> oh, but oh no. <laughs> Of course, right? <laughs> and Cynthia's like, no, I'm really feeling it. Alright, let's go. Excuse me. Excuse me. Are you okay? And he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm okay. Is there anything? What can we help you with? You know, we don't really have cash on us right now. But what we have, we want to give you. We want to pray for you right now. And whatever issue you have, God wants to meet you here right now. And all of a sudden, the atmosphere changed. Mom. At Target. Yeah. Not at church. Not at worship. At Target. Yeah. That man had a target on his life. Yeah. Yeah. From the Holy Spirit. Amen. We begin to minister to him. Some ladies walk by. They start, they start to give him money. Because they saw the sign, they're giving him money. And I said, hey, do you guys want to help? I don't know these ladies. Do you guys want to help us pray for Matt? His name's Matt. And they're like, yeah, yeah, we'll pray with you. I was like, I knew it. Let's pray. We begin to pray for Matt. We start blessing Matt. We pray once, the ladies, one of the ladies says, look, you're out here. There's a home down the street you can go to where they take men. Just go there. Your life will change. This is the address. Blah, blah, blah. Speak to this person. The ladies leave. And I'm like, God bless you. You know, I see you. I recognize you. I don't even know you. And then Matt is there. And he's sort of shocked. He's, he's, he used to be on drugs. He's off of drugs. Because of drugs, he got into a really bad car accident. So he talks really slow now. He stutters and he's just, it's hard for him to speak. His wife and three kids left him. He's by himself out in the street. I mean, we walk by these people all the time. But because our dreams are so clouded and we're so into ourselves, we're not thinking heavenly perspective. We're thinking earthly and moral perspective, self-perspective. And Cynthia says, 
Cynthia gives him words. He, she, she says, Matt, you've been dealing with suicidal thoughts. You're wanting to take your life, but today God is meeting you here. He begins to cry. He begins to break down. That's Target. He begins to break down. We begin to pray for him. I mean, we pray for him like if it was here. Not like, God bless you in Jesus' name. Glory to God. Amen. In the little voice, yes. No. We went at him. We ministered this man. I was like, let's go. Enough is enough. We prayed for him. We blessed his life. And by the way, Grace of Love Church, you blessed him with food that night. We bought him food. Let's go get you some granola bars, some oranges, whatever will last you through these weeks. Let's bless your life. We went in there and Grace and Love Church, you blessed his life. Give God a hand to him. <laughs> Abraham wanted a child. Sarah wanted a child. God's like, I want to give you descendants. See, I've created you in my image. An image means you resemble me. You have characteristics of mine. I think I wrote this down somewhere. Yeah. You have qualities and features, and you resemble God. He created you in his image, and he said, you resemble me. You have my features, and you have my qualities. Amen. Of course, you know the story, Adam and Eve messed up and all that stuff happened and we lost ourselves as Blue was talking this, this afternoon and, and we lost ourselves and our and sin became our identity, but Jesus has come to free us. Amen. And we are now in the image of Christ as the Bible says it. These men throughout the Bible had dreams that were in their hearts. They were born with this. Listen to this, King David was worshiping out in the field with the sheep, killing lions and bears. He was good there. He wasn't walking around like, man, when am I going to be king, though? Like, I really, I don't like that king because he's weird, that Saul guy. And, 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 you know, like, he wasn't thinking that. He was saying, my dream is just to worship God. And God was like, I have more. I have more for you. And God said, God, uh, David in his heart said, I want to build a temple for God so that his presence would always be with his people. And when he became king, he went after that. He had the Ark of the Covenant in his house, in the castle, and he's worshiping God. He's not supposed to be doing that. Yeah. That's for the high priest only to be around the Ark of the Covenant. And he's dancing around, taking his clothes off, that's what the Bible says. In the presence of God, he's just filled. He wants to build a temple for God because he knows and understands the importance of presence. Of being in the presence, of hosting the presence of God. He understands the importance of that. So David had that dream. And he wanted to fulfill that dream. Unfortunately, he didn't get to see it. King Solomon, his son, fulfilled that dream. And finally, God's dream starts to become a reality. 
taking you back to the beginning now. All of this stuff has happened through history. And he says there's one thing that we can do to finalize this dream. We're going to send Jesus Christ to make this dream a reality. Brothers and sisters, Jesus was needed to fulfill the dream. So with you, Jesus is needed to fulfill your dream. If God sent Jesus to make the dream a reality, you and I need Christ in our lives to make our dreams a reality. We need to partner with Jesus Christ because he's the one that made it happen. And that is how the Holy Trinity works, brothers and sisters. The Father sends the Son. The Son then says the promise is coming, the Holy Spirit. And the dream came to fruition by sending Jesus Christ. God's dream is getting fulfilled now. He has a family and a church and a bride. And that's you and I. Amen. You and I. All along his dream, you know what it was? was to have you. That's all he wanted this whole time. He wanted you. He desired that you would be his forever. That was his dream all along. I want to give you some insight just to start finishing here. You know, when pastors say they're about to finish, that means they're not. But just to sort of finish, Abraham had a dream about being a father. God wanted a father of nations. Let me say that again. Abraham had a dream of being a father of one child. God wanted a father of nations for him. And through your descendants, all the nations of the earth will be blessed. Abraham's descendants would bless all of the earth. How? In Galatians 3.16, it says this, and I want you to hear this. I don't know if I gave you that, Jair. Maybe not. Galatians 3.16. The promises that were spoken to Abraham and to his seed. Scripture, this is Paul, does not say seeds, meaning many people, but and to your seed. Meaning one who is Christ. Abraham, okay. Abraham wanted a child, okay. Little voice, so you can remember this. Abraham wanted a child. And God wanted a father of nations. Descendants as much as the sand on the seashore. You get that? Amen? You know why? So that Jesus can come through those descendants. That's how big God's dream was. He didn't just want Abraham to just be a father of nations. He said, you're going to have a seed. And that seed will bless all of the earth. The descendants of Abraham were important in God's dream. So that Jesus can come and fulfill the dream of God's family. And now that you belong to Christ, 
You are a true children of Abraham. This is Galatians 3.29. And now that you belong to Christ, you are the true children of Abraham. You are his heirs. And God's promise to Abraham belongs to you. That promise, that desire that, that God had, that came through Abraham. Abraham's dream was to have kids. And God's dream was to have you. Abraham's dream was to have kids. And God's dream was to have you. Amen. So he needed Jesus. This is cool too. David had a dream of building a temple. This is his dream. God's dream was bigger than that. This is what David says in 1 Kings 8.18. I mean, Solomon said this. But the Lord said to my father David, whereas it was in your heart to build a temple for my name, you did well that it was in your heart. You hear that? Amen. But the Lord said to my father David, the Lord God said this to David, it was in your heart to build a temple for my name. You did well that it was in your heart. It was David's dream to build God a temple to host worship for him. I mean, they had worship going on 24-7. All the time worship because he wanted God's presence to be in the midst of the people of Israel. But God's dream was greater, brothers and sisters. Amen. So Abraham's dream was to have a child. God's dream said no. You're going to have descendants, nations, and Jesus is going to come through there. David's dream was to build a temple for God, and King Solomon accomplished it. God's dream was greater. You know what it was? It was to make you Amen. the temple yeah. for his presence with God. Hello? I know you're tired. I know it's been a long weekend. But what I just said is awesome. Amen. And it's not me. God is saying, I put it in David's heart to make me a temple. But my dream all along was to make you his temple. Amen. That's right. I put it in Abraham's heart to have a child. But I wanted him to be a father of nations and have descendants that would bring Jesus to this earth. And that those descendants who are we now, we are part of those descendants. That we would bless this earth, the Bible says. 1 Corinthians 6.19 says like this. Don't you realize... That your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit Amen. who lives in you and was given to you by God. You do not belong to yourself. You are His now. And that's what God wanted the whole time. God's dream prevails. Abraham's dream was to have children. God wanted to have descendants. King David wanted a temple. God said, no, I want your, my people to be the temple. 
God's dream has been fulfilled, brothers and sisters. Let me tell you something. You are a walking, talking, breathing fulfillment of God's dream. You are a walking reality that God's dream became true. Amen. That he wanted children. But think of the process that this took. Think of the fall of Lucifer. Think of the fall of Adam. Think of all the things that went through the process of become this dream becoming a reality. Your dreams are so big that the enemy wants to fight against those dreams daily. He hates you. May the Lord rebuke him in Jesus' Amen. name. But he does not like you very much, or me. He doesn't want you to, to flourish. That's why I'm, I'm a firm believer, and people think some people think it's weird that we have these decorations here. That all of this place looks different. That even at the beginning of the conference, we had these like kind of like Amazon noises, and it <laughs> felt like we were in a swamp. And there was crickets. People walk, some believers walk into a place like that and they're like, oh no, this is not Jesus right now. <laughs> but I'm a firm believer that if God gave you gifts, why not use them to give him glory? Yes. If God put those talents, why am I going to say to Danny and these people, no, like, we're not going to do anything. We're just going to preach, we're going to worship, and that's it. No. Then what you're doing with people is God is giving them the five talents and you're telling them just use one or two. Wow. Come on. Then when we go up there as leaders, God's going to say, did you steward what God gave you correctly? I plan to say yes. Amen. We saw some, so when you give people freedom, there's some weird things sometimes, but hey, I lower <laughs> The five talents turned into six. I don't know where the six came from. But the five were there. So that's why. Because you know why? Because you're walking fulfillment of God's journey. That's why. So everything you express, everything you, you speak, everything you do when you're, you're walking by the Spirit is from Him, from His heart. So don't be afraid to, to receive God's dream. Just like Abraham and David. And then don't be afraid to go after that. I want to read this to you that I wrote. He has given you heavenly dreams. And has called you to be used to inspire others. To keep, listen to this, to keep his dream alive. The reality that his arms are wide open. That he is good. And that he desires, listen to this. He desires to add to this family of his own. And he wants to use you. So you're thinking, you might be thinking, you know, like my dream is to do this and that or whatever. And I, maybe I don't have a dream. Maybe I don't know what to do. Well, God is saying add to the family. That's God's dream. You can't go wrong with that. Amen? Amen. All right. Why don't you get up on your feet tonight? I don't think I took too long. Just an hour. 
Tim would like to get this. This is what God wants today, tonight, to end this conference, okay? He doesn't want you to dream small anymore. He wants you to dream big. He wants to prove to you that he's a big, great, amazing God who was in the beginning creating everything. And that now, it's time for you to realize that God's dreams for you are big, humongous, and powerful. Do me a favor, close your eyes. Please. One thing that's important that I want you to do right now with me we're not going to sing yet. We're not going to pray yet. I just want you to listen to God. I'm going to give you a few moments to just close your eyes and listen to God. When you feel like you're ready to accept God's dream for you, I want you to come to the front. It's just going to be the piano, you and God.
wave. There's a wave of dreams and inspiration and faith. Just flowing in this place. Oh 
receiving. Some of you are still. Jesus. 
give vision, God, into these dreams right now, Lord, in the name of Jesus. We speak life right now. We have the spirit of resurrection. So right now, Lord, with that same spirit of resurrection that gave life, right now, Lord, we give life to these dreams. Let us hear the testimonies, Lord, for we will give you glory and honor. So right now, in Jesus' name, Father, we declare hearts are healed. Right now, Lord, people will see these dreams fulfilled, Lord, and greater than that. Because you are greater, God. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for what you've done. Lord. Thank you for this conference atmosphere, Lord. That we would go wherever you take us to inspire others and change the atmosphere wherever we go. That other people would begin to dream just because we're around. That people with dead vision and dead dreams would begin to resurrect their dreams because we change the atmosphere, Lord. We are your children, God. Do me another favor. Extend your hands towards David. There's a prayer request he put. We're going to pray for finances for him and his wife. Yes, he's married. <laughs> Father, we thank you, Lord, for David, first of all, God. He's such an awesome man of God, ready to serve, Lord. We bless Annabella, his wife. We bless David, Lord. And we bless their finances, God. Right now, Lord, supernaturally, Lord, just give them money, Lord. Put it in their bank account, God. Send checks to their mail, God, right now. That people just bless them today, God. Put it in people's heart, Lord, to bless them tonight, God. In the name of Jesus, thank you, Lord, for their lives. And we give you all the glory and all the honor, Lord Jesus. And we thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Give God glory.